None of us has ever been touched like he touched us. Neither is there going to be anything or anyone that's going to be able to touch you like he can touch you. Oh, I know when I've been touched by him. Even on a Wednesday night like this, just something about that touch. You don't get over that touch. That's what we come into this house longing for. That's what we wake up every morning looking for. Another touch of the master's hand. Another visitation of the Holy Ghost. It might be just another Wednesday night to you. And you've done good just to drag in. But you dragged into a place that one touch can heal your body. One touch can drive cancer out. One touch can solve your heart problem. One touch can drive the devil out of your life. One touch can drive the devil out of your family. One touch can turn your world around. You must think it where you just stepped into and who can touch you on this wasted night. You can leave this house delivered. You can leave this house drunk. Or you can just let him not touch you. Let it roll off you like one off your deck back. That's your choice, not God's. When he touched me. been the same since and God help me I'll never be the same because there's nobody can touch you like you can touch me there's not a drug there's not a party there's not another individual there's not another God there's not another presence the devil can't touch you like he can touch you Man, I'm telling you how blessed we are on this Wednesday night to have such a free opportunity and great liberty in the good old United States of America. Amen. To come to a place, join together, unite together in the presence of the living God. Life and death lies within him. He can extend life anytime he gets ready. And he can shorten it anytime he gets ready. He can, you can speak to the mountain and it can be removed or the sycamore tree. So nothing's too small and nothing's too great. For not for this all-seeing eye, he'll never miss a thing. Right down to a cup of water that's given to his men. Amen. I'm telling you. There's no God like this God. And I know the world and running from Dan to Bathsheba. And it has its effect upon us on Wednesday night. Sometimes it's all we can do just to get here. But since we're here, it's kind of like going, amen. It's kind of like going to the place or to the party. Well, since I'm here, I might as well get drunk. Well, since I'm here, I ought to get my belly full of it. Well, since I'm here, I ought to get my touch. Since I showed up, I ought to just go ahead and step out and get my touch. I ought to just go ahead and just make the plunge, amen, and get drunk on the Wednesday night. Just throw the whole world and everybody off. I tell you what, we can see people that fought battles for 12 years, spent all they had. 
but when and whatever they made up in their minds and hearts, one touch. Hallelujah, one touch. One touch, man. I could just touch the hem of that garment. Man, if I can feel old glory moving back on me again. Hallelujah. Feel that Shekinah presence. Amen. That Shekinah face. God, it's Wednesday night. What's that got to do with the price of eggs in China? Not one thing. Hallelujah. Indeed, our attitudes and spirits, and we, hey, if we ain't careful, we made a doctrine out of Wednesday night for another heaven. We will go. I beg the difference. I'm changing the doctrine tonight. You get the Holy Ghost tonight. You leave this place like a Sunday night, man. Joy of the Lord. Prime God moving in your heart and your life. And you could walk in this place so tired, so run down. But since you made it, since you got here, one touch. Amen. Brother Nathan, it's good to see you in the house of God tonight. Come up to me last Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember what day it was the day before. He said, I don't know why, but said all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Amen. They decided to shut down night shift. <laughs> it might have been because either you shut down night shift or we'll shut you down. God knows what he's doing. God will fight battles for us. If we'll just let him fight them, honey. God will step in on the scene. He promised he wouldn't put more on us than what we can bear. And when we're reaching that line, God says, I'll tell you what, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. going to pay off to live for God. It's going to pay off to be a servant of the Lord. We give our hearts and lives unto Him. Amen. Here, even on this Wednesday night, welcome to everybody. The house of the Lord. It's good to see each one of you. Let's give all a good hand here tonight. We appreciate each one of you coming. Being a part of this service here with us tonight. God bless you. And appreciate you taking the time to come and to worship the Lord with us. Nobody came to be a spectator. Nobody didn't come, amen, to observe and, you know, to slip in and check out the secret things that's going on. Because we don't do it in secret. God didn't do it and we don't either. He didn't do it in a far off corner somewhere and try to keep it hid. Hallelujah. He's in the saving and delivering business. And when God does it, amen, everybody around knows it. Praise God. Got your Bibles? Titus 2, 6, 7, and 8. It's going to be the three verses tonight. And then I got several to go with that. That's one reason this has taken some 26 weeks. I probably didn't just focus on the verses that had the term amen doctrine in it. But now I've kind of got into a place with Timothy and Titus as young ministers of God and vessels, amen, of the sonship, you would say, in the realms of. Of, of the Holy Ghost and, and the instructions of Paul's and Paul's writings to these two young men, amen, to establish and set up and ground and stable churches and elders and leadership and how, oh, how desperately we need that in our generation. Hallelujah to have someone to instruct us, to guide us and help us, amen, and start out. The earlier you start, the better off you are. The quicker and the younger you, amen, commit your ways and commit your service, under the kingdom of God and to the service of Jesus Christ, the better off you are. 
And so I hope tonight, man, as I watch during prayer time, a lot of weary faces, a lot of weary bodies. But I hope tonight, amen, you'll sit up and something to perk you up. And something, especially the young men and young ladies of this church, is really going to be focused in their direction. But it's going to be good for all. Amen. You know, there's some, some desserts and certain foods they make for children. But if you're not careful, the adults will eat it up. How many of you remember two or three years ago at one of our fall festivals, Brother Brad had doctored up the hot dogs. And after he got through doctoring them up, all the adults almost ate up all the hot dogs. Probably the only year I don't think we had any left. I think we ate them all up. <laughs> Amen. So he hadn't used that remedy since. <laughs> Amen. Well, some of you are glad and some of you are mad and some of you are just looking at me. You don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But it happened anyway. But anyway, Titus 2 and 6. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that key that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. What a powerful testimony for every young man, young lady, or every vessel in the house. That those, a man that's in opposition against the kingdom and the building of God and the church of God. That if they tried to say something, they would absolutely be ashamed for accusing you of something that they knew good and well that you wasn't guilty of. Hallelujah. This is a life to retain. This is a life, amen, to pursue. This is a life to get hold of. And I'm here to try to do my best tonight under the power and the help of the Holy Ghost to inspire some young people, amen, from 6 and 7, 8 and 9 and 10 and 15 and 14 and 16 and 17 and 19 and 20 and about 102 and there and below, amen, to make up in your minds and hearts tonight, I'm going to be a vessel of God, I'm going to be a vessel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, I've heard about this Holy Ghost, but I'm going to experience it, and I'm going to do more experience, and I'm going to let it lead my life, I'm going to let it direct me, God, and I'm not going to be afraid or ashamed, amen, to let it do the work in my life. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. Tonight I'm just going to go through these three verses and then I'm going to go to some areas, most of it would be in Ecclesiastes. Amen. It's, it's his couple of scriptures are written unto the youth, to young men, and to the youth itself also. The first would be the young man, the second one will be to the youth. Amen. What to attain. And I realize these scriptures are coming from what some would call Solomon in his preacher's backslid condition. Amen. But yet, amen, at the same time, some very powerful, encouraging, exhorting things or instructions that are given to us. Amen. That Solomon for sure didn't want everybody to follow this down the same road that he went down and be involved in the same things. And the best thing that you and I can do as older and in and, uh, and our age and been through life a little bit, is to do everything that you and I can possibly, amen, to encourage others that's under us, younger than us, not to follow some of the footsteps that you and I went down. Amen. That's the best thing that you and I can do. 
we should never rejoice if they fall to the same snares and the same traps. And so it's our, we got a responsibility as elders and as parents and grandparents and as saints of God, to, amen, to try our best to voice to them, not with bitterness, not with envy or strive or anything of that nature, amen, but with the love of Christ and with a, a desire and a passion in us. I just want you to do better. Hallelujah. I just want you to walk better. Amen. But the best thing that you and I do is start living it make sure we're living it now because I'm going to tell you something. That doesn't work, amen, just do what I say, not do what I do. That don't work. you got to live it. If you're going to be effective even as an elder, you got to live it. Hallelujah. Because if you're not living it as an elder, you can't expect those children to live it. So you got to live it. you got to bear the fruits and all nine of those fruits. Long-suffering and kindness and gentleness and meekness and love and joy and peace and faith. Hallelujah. These are fruits that come from the Holy Ghost. They're not man-made, but they come from the Holy Ghost. So if you claim the Holy Ghost, you ought to be bearing the fruits. If you're not, then be working on it. God, dig around my root system. Fertilize me, God. Send a preacher my way. Send somebody my way. Stir me up, God. Prune me, God. I want to bear the fruits you want me to bear. Because, God, unless I bear these fruits, there's no way I can win souls. It's absolutely impossible to win souls and not bear the fruits of the Holy Ghost. But if you start bearing the fruits of the Holy Ghost and walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, it's impossible not to win souls and impact those around you. Honey, it's rest and not be. And I tell you tonight, somebody can be healed. What touches all it takes, one visit. It's ways and night, but my God's alive and well on the ways and night to do great marvelous things. So as you watch this, young men likewise exhort, in other words, to urge them, encourage them, to be what? To be sober-minded. Amen. To be sober-minded. So basically, he's telling us to take life seriously. Too many young, amen, don't take life serious enough. Like to take a lot of gambles. I like to, you know, take, you know, do some things they ought not do, and maybe get in automobiles and do things they shouldn't do, and do other kind of crazy stuff. And we've all looked back and said, "Man, God was with us. Man, we jumped off of this and we done that, and one thing after another. Hallelujah!" But when you start talking about salvation, you start talking about your soul. You start talking about living for God. Amen. Paul's writings here is telling Titus, amen, to give this unto the young men. And so the first thing that you got to guard up, first thing that you got to be concerned about is your mind. You got to make it sober-minded. You can't have a sober-minded, amen, indulging in the things of the world. You can't love the world nor the things of the world and keep a sober-minded. You can't run with the kids of the world, amen. You can't run with worldly kids and keep a sober-minded. You can't run with a bunch of grummers and mumblers and complainers either. I don't care if they claim the Holy Ghost. They're a bunch of doubters and mumblers and complainers. And you can't keep a sober mind. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the only way you can keep a sober mind is who you walk with. Who you unite together. Who you join up with. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this because the scripture is going to come out about it. You might find yourself in isolated time and places at time, but it'll be all right. If you're doing it for the kingdom of God and under the direction of God, God's going to be your comfort. God's going to be your strength. We've got to get over this mentality and attitude and spirit. Hallelujah. Cold COVID, COVID, COVID. I'm telling you, I'm going right back to it. Hallelujah. If I got to walk this thing all by myself, God, with your help, I'm going to do it. Paul said, I can do all things. Not some of the things, and not if and then, and maybe. Even at 12 or 13 years of age, hon, with the power of God and the power of God upon your life, you can do all things. You can walk this walk. You can talk this love. You can live this life. Hallelujah. You're feeding the greatest friend you're ever going to meet. The lover of your soul, the lover of your life, the blesser of every step you're going to take. Ain't no greater friend you've got than Jesus Christ. Your mama don't love you as much as Jesus does. Your daddy don't love you as much as Jesus does. Nobody loves you as much as Jesus does. He loves you enough, amen, to give you direction. 
visions and dreams and, and hope. Amen. In this world, regardless of how chaotic and how dark and wicked it becomes, the church is still in, the, in this world to be a light and to be the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. Everybody's not backsliding. Everybody's not compromising. Everybody's not committing fornication. Everybody's not giving themselves over and giving themselves, amen, to this and that. Everybody's not looking for a loophole. Everybody's not looking for an easier way. Everybody, amen, there's some of them, honey, I want to sell out. I'll climb up the rough side of the mountain, but I got to do it all by myself. I won't be by myself. Not if I'm doing for the kingdom of God. Not if I'm led and directed by the Holy Ghost. Not if I'm saturated by Jesus. It's not by my power, might, but it's by your spirit. I'll tell you why we're dropping the ball. It's a lack of the Spirit. It's a lack of the Holy Ghost. Because I'm telling you, under the up to the power of the Holy Ghost, you can tread on serpents. By the up to the power of the Holy Ghost, you can stomp them matters under your feet. I'll tell you, by the up to the power of the Holy Ghost, you can drive depression now. By the up to the Holy Ghost, you can defeat cigarettes and tobacco and bad language and bad music. By the up to the power of the Holy Ghost. It's time to let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost again. Time to let God be God again. He's God in all the areas. He's God in every day. I tell you again tonight, you don't have to have a great testimony by going out. The greatest testimony is by staying in. Math. We'll never take you on a trip that the Holy Ghost can take you. Math is a dead-end road. Sooner or later. Alcohol is a dead-end road. Sooner or later. They can talk about their parties, but they can't out-talk the church because we get the drunker than they do. But we keep the soundness, the soundness of the soberness of our mind. We know how to walk when we land. We know how to drive when we get in the seat. We know how to talk whenever we're called upon. Oh, God, we need to get drunk because the best way to keep a sober mind is get drunk often in the Holy Ghost. Often you and I become drunk and intoxicated by it. The lessons, the chances of becoming intoxicated by other things in the world. You've got to make up in your mind. The younger you make up in your mind and you make up in your heart and your spirit, this is what I'm going to give myself to. The key to defeating the devil is first submitting to God. And then... You can resist the devil. But without the lackness, amen, or with the lackness of submitting, amen, you'll never, you and I are not contenders against the devil or against our flesh or against the powers of the eyes, the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. I heard a gentleman say something about this a little while back. He said the lust of the eyes a lot of times is just these little infants. You take them shopping. Get them about two or three years old and take them shopping if you don't believe that. Everything on the shelves they want. Hey, man, I need this, mama. I need that, mama. Man, they'll fill the, they'll fill the, the basket full. <laughs> and when they get it home, they won't get it out of the package long enough. They'll set it aside. 
I've watched them sometimes. They'll open a drink up, take two or three swallows and set it down and walk off and run around for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Instead of going back to that drink, they go back to the cooler and get them another one. That's the way the world is. It'll never satisfy you. It'll never bring comfort to you. It'll never put peace inside of you. It'll never lead you. It'll all lead you and guide you down to a dead end road. That's all sin will ever do. They call it about the pleasure of it. But I'm to tell you there's no pleasure in sin. It's heartaches and disappointment. And families that sell themselves out to sin, they're going to have turmoil. They're going to have trouble. And that's increasing in the generation that we're living in. Why? Because the spirit of iniquity is getting a hold of the good, good old doctrine churches. Amen. That don't preach doctrine. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that the spirit of iniquity is tearing them apart. I warn us tonight. We as one God, Pentecostal, apostolic people is not exempt. The trials and the testings are going to come. It's going to be the doctrines that our young people settle down in their hearts and their minds and their spirit. Having good leadership like your parents that's committed and dedicated. That puts a watchman at their door. They don't let just anything slip out. They don't talk about this and talk about that. Especially when it comes to the house of God and the family of God. They ain't in the business. They to tear it down. If you can't say something good about it, don't say nothing about it. Best thing you can do is keep your mouth shut. Hallelujah. I'm trying to help us tonight. I'm trying to create a place in here for our children. I create a place in here for our young people. Hallelujah. This is the best life to live. There's not a ball court that's more important than this place. There's not a football game more important than this place. The world cannot train you no world you like the house of God can train you like God himself can instruct you and guide you and gift you your gifts come from God all gifts come from above and they wouldn't give to you to, to waste on the world and waste on your flesh they was given to you amen for the kingdom of God and for the service of God and with the help of God he's the one that tones him he's the one that develops him he's the one that shapes him and make you vessels amen that'll turn our community upside down Trying to help your daughters. But a tighter they ain't a thing out there for them. It suit me fine if they could name not one NFL football league gang player. I, I, it tickled me good. They, 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 you all the saints, who's the you all the saints? All the saints we know go to the first Jesus name church of Bendale. All the saints we know, amen, has lived above sin. All the saints we know is how to walk right, talk right, live right. All the saints we know, amen, is so that's full of the Holy Ghost and live for God and God joy unspeakable and full of glory in them. Tell you what you, you know what you know what the, you know what if the world see reason just one son they would they would be I know it's Wednesday night I understand that one touch. Hallelujah. What touch them? Hey, man, I put life in you. I'm, I'm telling you, drugs can't put it there. We're looking for it. Don't tell me we're not. I'm telling you, we're looking for energy and life and ability. 
Holy Ghost is getting hold of the mic. It's about to run off and leave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is working. The Holy Ghost is the most powerful real as it's ever been. They can pull him out in the ocean. You touch, but it still does it in Bendale, Mississippi. You don't think it won't work? Watch this one right up here. Watch that one right there. Just watch her a little while tonight. She may not connect the dots quite yet. But I tell you what. Out of the mouth of the babes. Uh, you train her up. You instruct her. You fan those flames, baby. You bow on those embers. Because all of a sudden, amen, all of that going into tons. All of a sudden all of that's going to go into a passion and a love. Amen. The love of God's greater than any love that you can experience young people. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this. There's a young man or a young girl that tries to persuade you to cross those boundaries. He doesn't love you. That's lust. That's uncontrolled lust. We got a responsibility to present these bodies holy and acceptable and pleasing in the God. That's our reasonable service. It's almost, amen, in the generation that we're living in, amen. It's almost unseen and unheard of. But I'm telling you, the word of God said it's just our reasonable service. We've missed it somewhere. We've let it fall to the wayside somewhere. But God help us. We've got to get back to some reasonable service. And our reasonable service is to give ourselves to the kingdom of God and the unto the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing like it. Amen, as we live it and walk in it. Praise God, praise God. So as you watch this, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Amen, to be. That seriousness means to be self-controlled, by the way. That's temperance. Well, you ever heard anybody like, I just couldn't help myself. You liar. I tell you, when you get to the place you can't help yourself... It's when you allow yourself to become intoxicated or indulge, amen, in something, amen, that overpowers you and rules and dominates you. That's the reason we're in such a mess tonight across our lands and around our world. Amen. They, they, I've had them tell me. I've had amen, one particular person tell me a number of times, I just want to have some fun. I just want to have some fun at the cost of everybody else and putting everybody else in jeopardy, driving down the road and hitting them head on and taking their lives at the jeopardy of everybody else and keeping any kind of sanity whenever you can't pay your electric bill and you can't keep a job because you're so strung out on drugs and you're so strung out on alcohol. Hallelujah. That's not having a little bit of fun, honey. That becomes a burden. That becomes a heartache. That becomes a disappointment. That becomes a thief and a robber. I'm telling you, no vessel in this house belongs to God. I mean, belongs to the devil. No vessel in this house belongs to the devil. Or does it belong to this? I'm not a debtor to the flesh. I'm not a debtor to the United States of America. I'm a debtor to the call of the kingdom of God. That's who I owe everything. From that one touch on I owe him everything. God helps us here. Amen. We want that self-control. In all things showing thyself a pattern of good works. A pattern is an example, a model of good deeds and works. We do all things in the name of Jesus Christ. Every word, every deed. 
Amen. It's held to the accountability of the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if we're at home. It doesn't matter if we're in the school. It doesn't matter if we're in the workplace. It doesn't matter if we're in public or in private. Amen. We're responsible for the actions and deeds of these vessels. And everybody, as you're going to see before this lesson's over tonight, amen, that there's going to be a judgment day and a reckoning day to give an account for it. Amen. In doctrine, I have got the word in the lesson tonight. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness. In doctrines, in teaching, showing uncorruptness. Amen. That means incorrupt. Soundness. Amen. That means unadulterated doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not, we're not trying to broaden up. We're not trying to change the doctrine. We want the doctrine to change us. If I'm going to get in here and be a spiritual leader and start trying to change the doctrine, I didn't have no business, amen, becoming a spiritual leader. I ought to just stay full of the world and full of the devil and stayed out there in the darkness. But when people want to come in here, but that's exactly how the devil's working. Coming to clothing themselves in light. Coming to clothing themselves as ministers of God. But in beneath them, they're nothing but raving woods and walking it their way and their doctor. And ladies and gentlemen, parents, you hear me tonight? Hello, you don't preach any different. We preached 28 years ago. And so the same doctors we still preaching, they're still intact. They're still in connect. And you're still responsible to pass it on to the next generation. And if you deviate from it, it's your fault, not mine. got to hold to sound doctrine. Amen. In this world that we're living. Watch this next sin. Gravity. Gravity actually means honest. In public or private. But not only does gravity mean that. When you go to the physics and go into the scientific world. Amen. It's a force. Amen. That attracts a body toward the center of the earth. Or in other words, it has the power. Or the ability or the magnet force to draw and pull them to you. Anybody's gonna turn our community upside down, it's gonna be the church, not your government. If anybody's gonna have the power and the ability by gravity, of the love of God and the power of God. Some of you youth, amen, that's got your mind made up and your heart sold out. Hallelujah. It's going to be that magnet force to others whenever they feel so hopeless and they feel like the devil's got the best of them. But all of a sudden, they're going to look and see the favor of God and the blessings of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Because when I get through with this tonight, the time allow me, and I get to Ecclesiastes, because God's in your business, and when God's in your business, he's going to make your business prosper. He's going to show his favor upon your business. He'll may have help you make money that nobody else can make. He'll probably bring you through droughts and desert times and desolate places when everybody else has fallen to the left and everybody else has fallen to the by the thousand, by the thousand. But God will sustain you. God will wrap you up. God will bring you out on the other side. You ain't got to follow the crowd, honey. Read your Bible. Broad leads are the way to destruction. Narrow and straight is the way to life. in it. you got to be willing to stay with it. And sometimes it may not come quick. But I promise you if you'll tag in and hold on, it will come to pass. But you watch some of this here tonight. Sincerity. Amen. 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 It's the quality 
of being free from the pretense or pretending. No, I don't want to be genuine. I want to be real. It's not just a show. It's not just, I want to come here and huck a buck and, and you know, you tie my tie and I'll tie your tie. And, Somebody informed me here a little while back. And I saw some of them, and they tell them, say it faster, faster. Come on, say it faster, faster. And they tell them they're speaking in tongues in there. You can speak a man so fast that it caused the hair on the top of your head melt down between your ears. But I'm telling you, without the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and it's giving you the utterance, you're still just a lost, melted hair dude. That's all you are. You're not going to change. And when you walk out of this place, it won't take but a day or two down the road. It'll show up. You ain't got the goods. You ain't got the bills. You ain't got the, you ain't got the, the, the goods that you're going to need, amen, to sustain you and give you the strength and energy, the hope and the life. Hallelujah. When all the temptations come up against you, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. He's greater than every temptation. He's greater than every devil. He's greater than every lying tongue. He's ever he's greater than any hurt and wound that you ever had. I tell you, nothing a little body can drive you out of God's favor and God's blessing. Well, he hurt my feelings. You'll get over it. You'll get over it. You'll put it under your feet. You'll tell him, I ain't going nowhere. I'll be back and you hurt him again. I'll be back again. You hurt him again. But I'm not leaving. I found the treasure. I found the pearl. I found the light of hope. I found the light to live. I found the help I've been looking. Oh, he touched me. Eighth verse begins, sound speech. You got to back up what you're speaking. It's one thing to talk. It's quite another thing to live it. But you have sound speech. Man, you stand true to it. Sound is, actually means, this means it's healthy. It's godly. Leading to, it's going to get results. Sound speech is going to get results. That what? That cannot be Condemned, cannot be criticized. That key, that is of the contrary part. You know what he's talking about? The opposite, the opposing of the direction of God and the kingdom of God. Let's bring it down to a personal encounter to the young men in the direction of you living and becoming that godly vessel that God wants to use, that wants to elevate, to put in positions and leadership positions and pillars in churches and pillars in communities and become pastors and become evangelists and teachers and prophets and apostles, amen, across our land. Hallelujah, amen, to do the work of God. Hallelujah, the younger you sell out to it and you make up in your mind and make up in your heart and make in your spirit, in your spirit God, this is the call. This is election. And God, I want to finish the race. I will finish the election. I don't want to be just a part of the number of call. There's a great number call, but only few are chosen. Only few are chosen. Those that made up in their minds and made up in their hearts. I don't have nothing in this world. I don't owe this world anything. This world don't have anything in my life. I'm going to keep myself in a position of place. I'm going to keep a blinder on my eyes. Now watch this. Lust of the eyes. He talked about it like children. The lust of the eyes. Man, they want everything, you know. Their eyes see and going and going and going. But when you start getting up in those teenage years, it's the lust of the flesh. One area that I got a scripture for it talks about fleeing that youthful lust. We're living in a world today, amen, youth must be 102. 
us that's running the rapids. It used to be just teenagers be out of control. Things of that nature, but not anymore. Not anymore. I'm amazed sometimes, and I'm going to say this because I don't guess it matters, but somebody come to our hardware store, and I didn't have a clue who it was. And after I left, I asked somebody else there. I said, is that so-and-so? And Anyway, I asked, was that the, the undercover cop? <laughs> come to find out, it was the one that was running for an office. And I'm telling you, I was. fit the pattern, well, I mean, I shouldn't have said, but she fit the pattern, amen, of being undercover. I'm just telling you like it was, the way she was dressed. <laughs> there ain't no sense in that stuff. I'll tell you what, if she'd have prayed around here, she, wouldn't, she shouldn't have got an A-boat. I ought not be politics. But I'm telling you, that's the condition of the world today. And you know what? It's trying to slip into the church. It's trying to slip into, and it's slipping into some. If it wasn't then, why, why in the world would they battle and get homosexuals and lesbians taking the pulpits? Why they battling, amen, when they got, they got some, amen, that's got two or three in the congregation. And most of the congregation knows about it. And they still keep supporting them. And they still, still keep following them. And they still keep backing them up. Oh, there's somewhere you got to draw some lines. Hallelujah. There's some places you got to put some purpose in your heart. And some purpose in your mind. And some purpose in your spirit. Hey, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not going to help in that. Amen. I'm, I'm going to pray. Amen. And get hold of God. God can move it. God can move it. God can move it. I didn't mean to get on all that. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stay, get off of that and stay away from it. Praise God. Amen. Contrary. Heart, may be ashamed. Amen. They would just be totally shocked. Having what? No evil thing to say of you. You as a Christian or as a Holy Ghost filled vessel. Amen. This is, this is the gold. This is the water line that we're reaching for. This is what we're reaching for. Let's don't try to lower the line down. Let's don't try to lower it down where, where we just after a number. And if I can get a few of them. Come on. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, they got it. They got it. They got it. Come on. This over here, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you something. They got to get it. We can have 10 million people. We say got it down here. But if they don't go to heaven, we're a complete failure. We failed them. We failed them as adults and spiritual leaders. We misled them. We more, amen, acting like the devil than the world is. We're more in fault they are because we know truth. We know the truth. We know the Holy Ghost. We know God. And we play games with them. So now, after covering these three verses... When you go to Ecclesiastes 11 and 9, here I want to use a few scriptures, man, here tonight to help us out. The writer here, rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. Let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth. Walk in the ways of thine heart. And in the sight of thine eyes. 
But this sums this verse up. For some, knowing who wrote this and his condition, we could take this wrong. But in another sense, when you become Holy Ghost filled and you begin to get your eyes on the prize of God. When you start purposing things in your heart, in your mind, I'm going to be everything that God wants me to be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I got to pastor a big church or I got to be a big shot evangelist. <laughs> Amen. If I can just be the parent that God wants me to be. If I can just be the pillar in the church and the pillar in the community. If I could be the one that walks in the hospital room when nobody even knows anything about us or about me and pray the prayer of faith over them and God raises them up. God's the one that keeps the perfect record. It's about God. It's not about, about the glamour. It's not about blowing trumpets and whistles and making a name for ourselves. It ain't about making our own ministry. It's about following the ministry and the calling and the election of God and being a servant of Jesus. There's no greater peace. You know why there's such an uncontentment in our world today? Because of the likeness of the favor and the blessings of God. And walking with the peace and the love of God. Being satisfied in God's where he's got me. Where he's got me planted. If we're not careful. I want to be careful here because at the same time, if we're not careful, the same tactics that the world's using, amen, with Hollywood and athletical fields and things of that nature, those that's making the billions of dollars, if you ain't successful unless you reach those places, they'll sell their babies out. They'll take them seven days a week. They'll miss church. They'll miss whatever they got to miss. Amen. To get them trained and get them instructed. They'll take them, amen, to, to all kind of state uh, places and things of that nature. They're, amen. To the specialists and things of that. Amen. Why? They're running after a dollar bill. They're running after a God. Amen. And they sell everything else out. In them. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. The greatest thing that you and I will ever do, amen, is bring our babies to the house of God. Money can't buy that. And money can't take the place of that. The best thing that you and I can do is raise them up in an atmosphere sphere in a home that loves God that loves truth amen that's going to stand against his iniquity and the spirit and the powers thereof that's going to drive darkness out that's going to drive depression out that they always know I know I got a safe place I can always come back home hallelujah my baby's always got a safe place we'll make room somehow some way hallelujah when the troubles come and storms come there's room at my house there's room at my house cause God will make a way where there seems to be no way hallelujah you're not going to try to cover it up we're not going to try to deny it but we know where to run. We know to run to our Father. Man. But the latter part of that verse says, But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. It's going to be a judgment day. Man, even for the end. Even for our end. It's going to be a judgment day. You've got to give account. Man, everybody's got to give an account. Amen. So when you pick up, I know it said young men in that verse, but when you go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 1, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. <laughs> it's a good time to start remembering your who is one that formed you and shaped you? Conception would have never taken place. He told the prophet, I knew you in the womb. I knew you. He knows us. 
He knows our abilities. He knows our ups and downs and everything about us. He knows. He knows. There's no God like this God. And he's already got a plan. And he's already got something planned out for each soul and each life. But it's up to the individual to say, you know what? I'm going to make up in my mind. You know, I'm going to use, I'm going to pull a scripture out. And this maybe a little later on. Hallelujah. Here tonight. But I'm going to go ahead and pull it out. Amen. You know, the prodigal son, what did he do? He come to his father. And he asked him, amen, for, for his goods and for, for a third, amen, I guess you would say, amen, of the riches and that they could be given to him. Young man, let me ask you something tonight. What you've been asking from God? What have you been asking from your father, your heavenly father? He's your creator. He's the one that formed you. I got the scriptures to back it up about him being your father. I just wonder tonight, I hope somehow, before this night's over, in the next few minutes that I've got, I can steal into your heart and into your mind. I don't care if you're just seven or eight or if you're 26 and in between. But somehow, amen, we can instill into your heart. I'm going to start asking my heavenly father for his favor and for his blessings. Hallelujah. Not to fulfill my own lust, but that I can be shaped and molded into who and what he wants me. I'm not going to wait till I get 30. I'm not going to wait till I get 35. No, I'm going to start out now asking my father for his favors, asking my God for his blessings, what he's got on the table for me now, what he's got in store for my life now. Amen. Why can't I start preaching at 12? Who says in the Bible you can't start preaching at 12? Who says in the Bible you can't pray for the sick and they won't be? Come on, find it in there for me. We can sit back and let the world eat them up. We let the world eat us up. Or we can make up in our minds, amen, I'm going to make a difference. Not just on Wednesday nights and not just on Sunday morning and Sunday nights. Every opportunity I get. Come on, babies. Man, the Holy Ghost living, this is the best life. It's, it's joy unspeakable. It's full of glory. Man, this is a life. Hey, something been on my mind the last little while. and I heard Brother Nathaniel Urshan talk about it, about his grandpa. Say, when he come from Russia, right over here. Say, when they'd have family gatherings and reunions. Said, you know, kind of to start with whatever, they'd ask him to pray over the food. Said, said now he, this is a man that went hungry and didn't have food. Went through a lot of persecutions and trials. Amen. But then when he got to America, God began to bless him. And man, he began to pray. You think Brother Ford's kind of long-winded. They said this, this... Brother Urshan would sometimes be 30 minutes. Food would be cold on the table. <laughs> but said for his old wits, said he'd be speaking in tongues. Said, said there was times there'd be a Holy Ghost breakout. <laughs> that don't excite us, does it? But on none of us, I'm just telling you. Some of those things that some of the forefathers that brought this doctrine and truth into this country. They realized just how blessed they was to just have food to eat, clothes to put on. And the God that had saved them and brought them out. This is the same one that stood before that, that firing squad. Over there. 
that they had done put in jail a number of times trying to get him to stop preaching in the name of Jesus and preaching the gospel. But he just wouldn't do it. Finally reached a point in his life that they took him out and took him and put him before the firing squad. And, and he asked, he said, do y'all mind if I pray? Y'all, y'all let me pray. He said he got to praying. He said, you know, <laughs> under those terms, it probably turned into more than a 30-minute one. <laughs> man, he said he kept praying until, man, he got to speaking in tongues and got caught up in the Holy Ghost. And he said just kind of just got lost in it. And said after a while, it said he finally got through. Now, they had him blindfolded so he couldn't see. So he's just standing there and said, okay. He's standing there. He's just standing there. And after a few minutes, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He kept standing there. Finally, finally he had another guy. There was an interpreter, a man that worked for him. And an interpreter walks up to him and pulls that blindfold off of him. I thought you told me you couldn't speak in Russian. He said, I can't. He said, you just told them guys right there, if they've shot you, amen, that God was going to send an angel to kill every one of them. And they left. I'm telling you, God can do it. See, that's the problem. Amen. We've got to have the move of the Spirit. It may be Wednesday night, but I'm telling you on a Wednesday night, the miraculous can take place because of one touches his visitation. Hallelujah. It can change our world around tonight. It could change our babies. I'm hoping somehow, some way, I know I'm not going to get as far along. I may be back Wednesday night because I want to instill something into these little babies' hearts and mind and spirit. Michael could have been somewhere else, but you know what? God's hand moved, and God put him here, and God helped us not to drop the ball or come up short I see him molded it's shaped into everything that God wants him to be but he's not the only one every one of these babies you've got God gave them to you you didn't earn them you didn't make them honey God gave them to you and God gives us a responsibility to put in their hearts put in their minds to put in their spirit there's not a better life to live Walking the Holy Ghost and the joys of the Lord and the powers of His grace and mercy. Hallelujah. If you'll back up to the first verse of Ecclesiastes 11, 11 and 1, this chapter deals with life. In the first verse, it talks about cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Now, this is the chapter, the latter part of the two verses that I've read to get us started here. So now let's go back to the beginning of this chapter. Amen. And now he's talking about it. He says, give. Give a portion to seven. And then he says, no, give it to eight, man. Divide it out. Portion it out. He said, if the clouds be filled of rain and they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north. And the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. But he that observeth the wind shall not sow. Young people, you can't observe everybody else. You can't watch everybody else. Amen. In fact, Paul even warned us not to judge ourselves among ourselves. But you've got to make up in your own mind. You've got to make it up in your own heart. Now, you can blame your family. 
You can blame the church. I mean, if you don't want to live for God and you don't want to serve God, you're fine. And God allowed you to find a loophole. God allowed you to find an excuse. God allowed you to find a reason. And I don't mean that the church is perfect or the pastor's perfect and you got a perfect family and a perfect home. Because none of us do. But I'm here to tell you, regardless of all of that, if you'll make up in your mind and start casting your bread on the waters, amen. And many days, it may not happen in just a few days. It may not happen in a few weeks or even a few months or possibly even a few years. But when you start casting your bread up on the waters and you commit yourself and dedicate yourself and make it up in your mind I'm going to build me a prayer life you see there's some doctrines and some things even as youth the best thing you can do is start indoctrinated into your own life it doesn't matter if mom and daddy's praying praying or not it don't make any difference you got to go back in that bedroom yourself and if you have to crawl in that closet and build a relationship with God because you're old enough now and you are wise enough now to know that I can't make it without prayer but by prayer dwelling in them secret places abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. This is the one amen can direct me every day. This is the one amen can keep the devil out of my life. This is the one amen when my mama fail me, you won't fail me. When my daddy come up short, you won't fail me. When they walk out, God won't walk out. When they forsaken you and they're not willing to pay the price, I'll tell you, God paid the price. God paid the price in full at that cost. Deliberate, deliver your soul and set you free. There's not a better life to live than to live for God and the Holy Ghost. But you got to make it up in your mind. I'm going to build a relationship in the Word of God. I may understand, understand a lot of it. I'm going to read it anyway. I'm going to read it and I'm going to let the greatest teacher there is to lead me and guide me called the Holy Ghost to give me revelation, to give me insight and to upon my heart, my mind, and spirit and put a love in me for the things of God. Put a love in me for the things of the Lord. Because if you don't have a love for God, there ain't one other way to go. If you don't have a love for truth and righteousness, there ain't one other place to go. You can't serve two masters. You can't love two masters. So it's somehow, some way, as, as a young person, as a young man, man, I'm going to establish these things in my spirit. And establish these things in my heart and in my mind. And I'm going to be a vessel what God wants me to be. If I make big money, that's fine. If I don't, that's fine. And I'm not saying you may not. In fact, a man, there's a good possibility you might. I can promise you this much. You, you won't be begging. Uh, you won't be forsaken. Oh, there's times of it. There's a purpose and a reason for it. And the victory on the other side is going to be far greater. The blessings on the other side is going to be far greater. Amen. God promised to make you the head, not the tail. God promised you to be the lender, not the borrower. <laughs> well, hallelujah. God's the one, amen, can move upon your mind and heart and spirit to walk into those, those classrooms whenever you struggled and on your own, you couldn't get it. But all of a sudden, God says, starts turning the light on. All of a sudden, God says, hey, for my vessel, amen, I'm going to start turning the light on. I'm going to help them to understand. I'm going to help their reading ability. I'm going to help their spelling abilities. Hallelujah. I know what God to do. He's helped me. I may not be near as educated a lot of people and say a lot of words right, but whenever I first come into this, folks, I'm just about illiterate. Some of you know that. Hallelujah. But God's been good to me and God's been faithful to me and God's going to help me. Amen. In this end journey. Hallelujah. I'm still going to preach some of the best messages I ever preached because I'm going to sell myself out to God in this end time. I'm going to watch some youth. Amen. Hallelujah. Still wandering out there in the world. 
I'm going to tell you something. It's a dangerous thing to get out there in that world because there's some that left this house and out there and they're so messed up in some of the Trinity doctrines and messed up in so they call church and they're lost and undone and blind and don't have a clue. I'll tell you, it's a dangerous thing. Try to be rude and harsh. I'm just telling you where the rubber meets the road, baby. Hallelujah. It's a hell and heaven. This thing is right. This thing is right. This thing is right. Hallelujah. This is the joy experience. This plan of salvation is right. And we got to get it planted. We got to get it anchored. We got to get it established and grounded into our baby's heart, mind, and spirit. We got to get it there. I know my time's up. You move on from that. From the young man, the, the man, and you could actually went to Ecclesiastes nine and four. For to whom, for for to him that is joined to the all the living, there is hope. Every single one of you, young people, children, listen to me. You joined the living man, but there's hope as being the living. Don't listen to those voices around you. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to get caught up in the corruptness and the evilness of this world. You keep yourself. You make up in your little mind. Marley, you make up in your mind at early age. I'm going to live for God. Amen. These young little girls, these young boys. Amen. Annalyn, Olivia, all of you. You can make up in your mind. Hey, I want to live for God. I don't have to dress like everybody else. Let them talk and say what they want to. I don't have to paint up. I don't have to look like a Jezebel. Hey Amen. You know what the most beautiful looking girls they are? It's them that's illuminated by the Holy Ghost. They're beautiful more than on the outside. You're beautiful on the inside. There's a greater beauty on the inside of you than on the outside of you. You young boys, you ain't got to, you ain't got to go to ball clubs and ball fields to be a man. You're a man when you come to the house of God. You're a man when you learn how to pray. You're a man, amen, when you learn how to play church instead of playing some other junk. Amen. You're a man. When you say, God, I want to speak in tongues. I want to love the things of God. We got to instill it in them. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't instill it something, the devil in the world is. Hey, you better quit leaving the vulnerable to the world. You better get a wake up call. We got to get a wake up call. We got to get a stirring in us. Man, I'm not going to let my babies be lost. Man, I'm not going to let them get caught up and drawn into those things. I'm not going to let it happen. Amen. Because it's our sons and daughters. Amen. That, that Joel 228 said and prophesied that they shall prophesy. Amen. It's, it's ours. Amen. That learns how to submit. Can I say something? Babies, can I tell y'all something? Don't talk back to grown-ups. I come up in generation, if, 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 if you talk back to grown-ups like some of you talk back, I ain't being ugly now. But you would have picked yourself up, maybe. But here's the deal. In that generation... It wouldn't hardly matter what adults were around. They'd have got you anyway. And they didn't have to worry about some other mama coming up. I'll take to my babies. I'll take care of them. You apparently are not. I ain't trying to be unspoken. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the world's eating us up. 
And this world's lost respect. That's the reason they'll come into your homes and come into your lands. And they'll come and take your daughters and they'll take your sons. And they'll take them and run off with them. Because they don't care nothing about you. The devil's out to destroy everything that called God. Everything that God put his hand on. Everything that God, amen, raise it up in the admonition and nurture of God. God's out to destroy it and take it. He's a thief. He's a robber. You know how he can do it? It's when the strong man becomes bound. Bind up the strong man, baby. That gives him the liberty to come and take what he wants. How many of you believe that? How many have heard this? Youth is not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. So let's challenge them. You know, the world don't have a problem with challenging, you know. That coach, that coach, man, he can make him do all kind of sit-ups and all kind of push-ups and run his tongue out and put him out in the middle of that, that, on that ball field in the middle of July in that hot weather. Hey, man, they're about to pass out. We just brag and brag on oh, boy, you tough boy. Come on, muscle up. You can handle it. We can't get them in a 15-minute prayer meeting. We think it's a disgrace to get them to the house of God and get them in a prayer room before, before service. We think it's all right for them to just sit back and serve the fire. The fire of God's moving. Just sit back and clean the fingernails. And Are you hearing what I'm telling us? Remember, a coach is one of those that's, that's, that helps instructs. And so there's, there's parents that give their kids over to coaches. And whatever they see fit, amen, to help mentor and mold them to be that successful quarterback or fullback or whatever it might be. It takes five nights a week. But most all of them, the mom of churches, shut their Wednesday nights down. That's the world we live in. That's what we're competing against. That's the reason you and I have got to instill something in these babies' hearts, minds, and spirits. This is the greatest thing going. And it is. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It'll mold and make you into something. In fact, if you read the scripture close enough, you and I become the envy of the world. Young people, you might just be shocked. That gravity... That's like a magnet that's in you that's pulling you. When they see the peace and the joy and the happiness that you've got and your family's got and you're, and you're talking about church and having a good time at church and, and they're miserable and they don't know which way to go and their families are split apart and they got three and four stepbrothers and stepsisters and none of them's got the same dad and the dad's not even around. Come on, youth. Be thankful for the home you're raised in. Be thankful for the apostolic doctrine. Be thankful for that parent 
our parents ever have, the case may be. It's raising you in an apostolic church. Raising you in a one God church. Amen. That, that believes in the power that can transform us. That can mold us. I, I know I've got my scriptures and my time's up. Sister Moore, do you think, is it any way tonight? Can we sing the song? Rose, unfold the rose. I want to sing that again tonight to these babies. I read this out of a commentary today. I got it today now. Out of Ecclesiastes 11 and 9, this commentary said this. This Solomon's marks the gradual progress and self-indulgence to which the young especially Upon. They see the roses, but they do not discover the thorns until pierced by them. I don't think it was just by chance that God put that song in my heart last week. That God unfolds the rose. Every little petal. His season, his time. And each one of these little darlings is not going to all be the same and unfold the same. But if they'll just wait those many days and be faithful, God's got a place for you. You'll be like that Psalms 1, that tree that's planted by the river. Huh. That in your season and in your time, you'll produce the fruit. In your season of time, your leaves won't fade out. This God knows what he's doing. If we'll just let him have, the, have our lives. And somehow, if God will help us, we want to persuade our children and persuade our young people. Sell yourself out to God. Give yourself to the Lord. Give yourself to the Holy Ghost. Let them mock it. They mocked it since the day of Pentecost. It don't matter. <laughs> Let them mock it. I'd rather mock me about speaking in tongues and dancing and shouting. Than to mock me 20 years from now when I'm having to walk in McDonald's behind Mama. Because I was rebellious. I had a stiff neck because I was determined I was going to do it my way and I was going to override the preacher and the parents and the doctrines and God it's a dangerous thing to rebel against God it's a dangerous thing it's a dangerous road You may have it. You may hear the, the, the stories. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot more stories. It's tragedies that never made it back. Than made it back. The numbers would probably shock us. If we knew how many didn't make it back. And then you got to look at it. How many would that one have won? How many lives would they have touched? 
God still needs some Marys. God still needs some Josephs. They can receive the dream, the instructions, and not in haste do things that's out of the will of God. Oh, he couldn't understand her expectation and her condition until God showed up and said, that's not of man, that's of the Holy Ghost, that's of God. We stand in this house on this Wednesday night tonight. Why don't we just come again tonight and just kind of gather around and let them sing this song to us for just a minute. I know she's, she's been gone all day, busy doing, and I'm pushing her to the limit here tonight. I mean, you know, she is getting a little older. You know, that last chapter talks about getting older. Talks about the winters. Talks about the hair. The grinding of the teeth. All those things. <laughs> she had to go to the eye doctor yesterday. Your vision's not the same. Your hearing's not the same. So why you're young? Why evil is not present? Read it. I didn't get to cover there was so much of it. Why evil is not present? Why you're young? Seek God. Find God. Get some things established in your heart, mind, and spirit. Get it settled. Let God and the devil know. I'm going to stay in it. I'm a vessel of God. I'm a rose in his garden. And he's got it. God bless you. The voices I kept asking me, did I think God was listening to anything that I had to say? But I just kept on praying and holding on my faith, knowing God, He is always in control. And I waited like a rosebud. In the garden, for only God can unfold the rose. When God unfolds the rose, He always gets it right. When the petals are in play. It's such a beautiful sight. I God knows when to hold on. Use your own imagination and let God. And the perfect time to let go. So let God have His way. And watch God unfold the road.
There are trials and tribulations we must all go through. When it comes to heartache, we've all had our share. And with times of the hardest, we need to hold God to the promise. He said he'd never give us more than we could bear. So I'll just keep on praying and holding on by faith, knowing God, he's working all things for my good. And I'll wait just like that rosebud in the garden. For only God can unfold the road. When God unfolds the road, He always gets it right. When the pedals are in place, it's such a beautiful my God knows when to hold on and the perfect time to let go. So let God have his way. Let him have his way. And watch God unfold the road. When God unfolds the rose, He always gets it right. When the pedals are in place, it's such a beautiful sight. God knows when to hold on. And the perfect time to let go. Let God have his way. And watch God unfold the road. Let's give that unto the Lord tonight. Oh, yeah. serve a God tonight that loves us, cares about us, he sees right where we at, he knows our troubles, he knows everything, let's let, let's just let him be our God, he's going to see us through, he's going to heal, love you tonight, thank you for your attendance and your faithfulness, and I know I've kept you till nine o'clock tonight, but uh, uh, prayerfully and hopefully something was said here tonight to encourage you and to uplift you. Let's live for God, church. Only God knows what tomorrow holds. But our God knows what tomorrow holds. And he can prepare you even tonight for it. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.